I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. There's a lot of screaming. Secrets were buried. You can hear like an echo in the ground. The land is tainted. There's something right over my shoulder. He was a tyrant. He liked to hang people. Definitely there were people who died on this land. He was shot. I just see blood. He made a mistake and he paid the ultimate price. That they're gonna get. Bad things happened. There's something down there. My name is Amy Allen. A lot of dead people are here. I see dead people. This is not good. I speak to dead people. He is very pissed off. And they speak to me. The house is angry. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. He's killed people. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. He got shot at his house, and I know every person, every house has secrets. Aren't you terrified being here? It's my job to reveal them. That sounds like something out of The Exorcist. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. It's that. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay, I'd like some answers. Or time to get out. Amy and I conduct our investigations separately. We'll never know each other's findings till the very end. It's my job to find out the history of each location, interview the witnesses, and see if there's any correlation to Amy's experiences. We're down in Cartersville, Georgia. I got contacted by a woman named Cynthia, who just this year moved into a dream house with her husband and her three boys. Problem is, they're starting to see apparitions, they're hearing things, and there's stuff going missing in the house. The whole family's terrified. So I'm going over there to meet her now, see what I can find out about it. 
Before I get to a location, I enter a meditative state. I call this opening because it allows me to open up and receive information from the dead. There's this big guy, like he might be six foot, but like he might be taller. He's a big guy. And he's standing by two graves. And then I could hear like screaming. Damn it. Before Amy enters a location, I go in and either cover or remove anything that can influence her findings. This house is filled with a lot of personal items, so it's important that I take my time to remove everything. Once I clear the house, Amy can begin her walk. Who are they? The dead people. This is not good. Cynthia, you said you were in the house about five months. Mm -hmm. Okay, what happened that made you think there was something wrong here? Loud stomps in our bedroom, women weeping, apparitions, things that set the whole house a little on edge. Now, you gotta be frightened for your kids, I would think. Definitely. We just wanna make sure that everybody's okay here. When was the first time that something unusual happened to you in the house? Right off the bat, when I started sleeping here, I realized that I was hearing a child cry. It was just a very deep sob. It was loud enough to me that it would wake me. They're young people. They're children. Seeing all these children, and they're running and hiding, running and hiding because they're afraid of something happening to them. They're running and hiding because they're afraid that they're going to get hurt. But you don't know by what? You explained on the phone about things missing in the house. Things that go missing are very frequently in the upstairs bedroom. My husband's things, he'll place them on his side of the bed and they'll magically be on my side of the bed in the morning. There's a person who's stealing things. He's still here.
My youngest son played hide-and-go-seek with a couple of little children outside that we never could find. And the neighbors informed us that there are no children that live in this area. There's like running, children running, and children are running. They were kind of like devious. They would just play pranks and stuff, like I think to get attention. For some reason, it makes them feel like they're alive. I want to ask them why they're here, but they won't answer me. I don't know who's taking stuff, because I don't really see the kids taking anything. I wanted to blame them, but I don't know who's taking these things. So what do you know about the house? The main legend with this house is that in the 20s, there was a sheriff that lived here, and he um, he liked to hang people. And Wait, wait, come again with that? He was hanging black men outside the window in the kitchen. Okay, so there's this man. He's thin. This is not the big guy. He says, oh, so you're here to talk to me, are you? Maybe he was the owner at some point. Bad things happened. You all right? This room just kind of, it's a little much for me. I can see that. Your whole demeanor just changed. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Relax. I'm here. I'll go in. All right? I'll go into the room. Okay. So this is the room you consider evil, or...? Yeah. Yeah. This was my art studio. I managed to work in here maybe two weeks, and... I was working on something, then all of a sudden, my heart started racing and my face flushed and I was sweating and I couldn't breathe and I just, I had to get out. There's something right over my shoulder just saying, get out of here, you're in my way, you're in my space, this is mine and you need to go somewhere else. There's also a female that's involved her head was messed up, maybe she had depression. She would go outside in the garden and cry all the time, crying. You had mentioned something about the top of the staircase. Almost everyone has encountered just feeling like there was someone there with you on the staircase and your hair on your arms will stand up as a woman presence, like a, a, a sad feeling. She wanted to get out of the, the situation that she was in. Okay, I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm hearing. What are you hearing? <laughs> or what are you hearing? Uh, murder. Hey. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water... It starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. So here's the thing about this place. There's a lot of energy here, but it's not being revealed. And that's really frustrating me. Sometimes when an entity knows I'm in the vicinity, it'll try to obstruct my senses. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. Someone or something does not want me to know what has really happened here. There's a lot of interference going on and I'm not exactly sure where it's coming from, but I feel like it's another dead person. The large figure appears here pretty regularly. Does it wake you up or you awake first and then? No, it wakes me. When I'm asleep, he'll be beside the bed. And if I have any skin exposed, I'll have an icy cold touch or, a, you know, he'll, he'll pet me. And I, I don't understand that. How do you sleep at night? I don't. There's like someone, I think it's a male, and it's a dark figure, and this is the entity. He doesn't want anybody to know about him, mm -hmm. so he hides. He has the accident being seen. They don't want to be seen. No, big, 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 big mistake, but it's happened, and this is not good. So Ben, I was talking to your wife, Cynthia, and she explained some pretty bizarre things going on in the house. 
What about you? You got any issues? When we first moved in, I fell asleep on the sofa watching the movie. And when I woke up in the middle of the night, there was this large six foot five guy that was just standing over me. Did you think it was an intruder? At first I did. Cause I mean, all I could see was this, like a shadow figure. And when I seen it, it, it gave me the chills. It creeped me out and I ran upstairs. She's having some weird things happen to her. I mean, she's getting touched. Yeah, that's what's got me worried the most is if she's getting touched, you know, I don't want the kids to experience this stuff. I had a dream that I actually sat down at the kitchen table and had a cup of coffee with the guy. And in that dream, he had told me that the house that is sitting here right now wasn't the house originally. That's a little odd. How about the rest of the house there? Any, any strange things? My worst part's the outside. Really? I used to do landscaping and worked in a lot of cemeteries. It almost gives me that same eerie feeling of walking through a gravesite or something. I kind of know what the ground is supposed to feel like. Okay. And it just feels hollow. I don't understand that. You can actually almost hear like an echo in the ground when you're walking. They're upset because their secrets were buried. There was a lot of stuff covered up under their land, buried under the ground here. There was a lot of screaming. So you don't know why or? Well, they're getting murdered. I'm meeting with Cynthia's former tenant, Julian. She tells me he got scared and left the house after just a couple of months. Julian, can you explain to me what happened to you when you were here? It was one night. It was like my first real time being at the house for, by myself for basically the whole day. All of a sudden, I heard a really loud thud. It made me think at first somebody was in the building, you know, somebody went through the window or something. So I grabbed the gun and I started looking around and I never found anything. So you never found where exactly the sound came from? No, I sure didn't. And when you were searching, did you actually hear it again or it was just the one time? It was just that one time. I mean, you're frightened about the house? Yeah, honestly, yeah, I felt kind of frightened. Did you leave after that? No, I sure did, because I felt like there was somebody watching me on the back of my head that didn't want me there, so I left. Well, Cynthia's got three little boys. You think it's safe? for them to stay here? No, because, you know, there is something here. What do you think it is? It's hard to say what it is. It's definitely something. I looked, I looked around everything in my best of knowledge to try to come up with a logical explanation, and there wasn't any. How do the dead interact with the living here? Noises. The noises are definitely the kids. Know that. The kids are making the noise with the floors and the stairs and the this and the this. I know it's the kids. I think they're the ones who make stuff move. They know how to do that. So what, what sort of things do they do? Knock something over. I went to the courthouse to do a little research. And I found that a chief of police did in fact live in Cynthia's house in the 1920s. According to his death certificate, he was fatally shot. 
I'm assuming he was killed on the job. Now I have to find out who killed him and why. Chief, I'm doing a background investigation on a home, and I came across some records that indicated he was a police chief and that he was murdered. I figured the only people that would really know about that being a former detective myself would be the police in town. Do you know anything about that case? It's Chief Joe Ben Jenkins. He was 65 when he was shot, and he'd been chief for 12 years. The land was always tainted. Things were always messed up in this area. And that's why people are mean to each other, you know, do bad things. Because the people that were murdered here was a bad situation. Definitely there were people who died on this land. This is a picture of Chief Jobin Jenkins. He was murdered outside his residence. Do you know anything else about him? He had six children. Some of them, I believe, were still fairly young at the time of his death. Some of the kids would have been home when this happened. Yeah, they could have been. Was he coming home from work? What, what was the circumstances? He went outside to deal with two black males, a man named John Willie Clark and his brother, who were parked outside in a what ultimately turned out to be a stolen car. What's the story with him? Did he work in the area? He was an escapee from a Murray County work camp. So he was in a stolen car, sitting outside the chief's home, drinking. The chief went outside, apparently, to arrest him. John Willie Clark attempts to crank his car and leave. The chief retrieves his pistol, and as he's pulling him out of the car, uh, a struggle ensues over the pistol. Okay. And during that fight, a round is fired and hits Chief Jenkins under the eye, goes into his brain, kills him instantly. So he gets killed outside the house, fighting over his gun. And then they fled the scene. Okay, so they, they leave, and I'm assuming now there's a manhunt for... John Willie Clark and his brother. Quite a number of people were out. In fact, the mayor and the county commissioner had put up a $1,000 reward, which would have been significant at the time during the Depression. Wow. I wasn't expecting this. It's 1930. It's Prohibition. They're in a stolen car. They're drinking and in front of the chief police house. Do you know if John <laughs> Willie Clark had any interaction with the police chief prior to going to jail? Yes. He's pretty pale looking. And he's wearing a very nice suit or something, and it's dark. He's a little threatened. I think that he was kind of like a tyrant kind of guy. Very controlling. He was, he was, he was controlling, he was controlling. I'm about to meet with the city attorney, David Archer. He's the town's unofficial historian. I already know about Chief Jenkins. Now I need to learn about the other part of the story, John Willie Clark, the murderer. John Willie Clark was driving a stolen vehicle. There was a pretty widespread hunt for him, but he disappeared for several days. 
Now, if I read correctly, he gets shot during a manhunt? Yeah, someone shot him in the leg, and he was given medical treatment before the sheriff brought him to the Bartow County Jail. A group of people went to the jail. There were 40 to 50 individuals that had masks on. They opened the cell. They told John Willie Clark to uh, come with them. They took him downstairs, they bound him, and the next morning, John Willie Clark was found hanged. John Willie Clark obviously knew Carsville a little bit because he'd been arrested here a few times. Apparently. You know, the police force at, in Carsville at that time consisted of four officers plus the chief. It wasn't a real big force. It could be that he had been arrested several other times, and it could be he had a grudge against the, the police chief. But I think John Willie Clark was at the wrong place at the wrong time. He was stupid, he was drunk, he made a mistake, and he paid the ultimate price for it. And, and so did the police chief. So now I'm hearing the screaming. There's a lot of screaming. Who's screaming? Well, this is taking place outside. These people are running. They're scattering, running, screaming. And then there's this woman coming forward, and she used to work here. She took care of everybody. She ran the house. Respectable people, decent people. She just wants to follow her. Something about this story does not add up. Doesn't seem right at all. You got two black men, one of which just escaped from jail, sitting in a stone car in 1930s Georgia during Prohibition, and he's drinking. I'm going to meet with a local historian, Ed Bostick. I'm hoping he could shed some light on this whole mystery. Well, Ed, thanks for meeting me, but uh, I got to ask you, why in the cemetery? This is the gravesite of Joe Ben Jenkins. the police chief who was murdered in 1930. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. You got two black men in a stolen car, drinking door prohibition. One of them just escapes from jail. Right. And he's sitting in front of the police chief's house. Right. Why? Is it a bad timing on their part? Is it a coincidence? There's local gossip that Will Clark's wife was in the house, that she had been employed by the Jenkins family and that the chief had been making untoward passes at her, maybe groping her. And Will Clark was there to retrieve his wife. There's a lot of drama, like almost like a forced marriage. Who is this relationship between that you're talking about? It's this man and this woman. The thin man? The thin man, yeah. He had issues. He's like OCD and controlling and kind of uh, tyrannical. So 
We don't know if, even if this was true, if it was consensual between the chief and her. It's a fairly common story among the black community of Cartersville that Will Clark was somehow justified in going there. That he was defending his wife's honor. French detective novels have a saying about this. In French, it's chercher la femme, which means look for the woman. You know, now thinking about what you're saying, it makes more sense to me that well, he may have broke out of jail and was drinking to get up enough courage to go in there and confront this guy. That seems a more likely explanation to me than coincidence. How would it have looked for a white police chief to be coming on to a black woman that was even working for him for that matter? It would have been scandalous. She wanted to get out of the, the situation that she was in, and she didn't like having, you know, to have sex with him. He repulsed her. She hated him. It was disgusting. I'm trying to figure out who these people are that you're talking about. It's the skinny guy and the lady. Okay. And then she's just showing me in a bed. She's in a bed, and she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. I encountered several entities on my walk, so I decided to have a sketch artist draw the most prominent two. First, the big man. Is his hat way down on his head? Did he squint, or his eyes pretty, yeah, pretty close? OK. He's a stocky dude. Like, okay. he's a big, stocky guy and the angry thin man. When you see his eyes, are they fully open? This part mm -hmm. is like rounder. Okay. You said you see him in a suit. Black jacket, white, very high collar, and a bow tie. How old would you say he is? Probably like 45. him? Yep, that's him. Now that Amy and I have finished our investigations, this is the first time we'll be hearing each other's findings. Amy, this is their dream house. They got it about five, five and a half months ago. They actually leased with an option to buy. Um, but they've had some issues in the house. Yeah. They've got three young boys, and I think the most important question is, are the kids safe? Definitely. And should they spend the money to buy the place? It's going to be difficult for Cynthia and Ben to hear the truth about their home, but I've encountered a lot of activity here, and it's crucial for them to be aware of what's going on here. The first thing that I ran into were the giggling kids. There were two children, a boy and a girl. These children like to make noise here, especially on the stairwell. It's like playing for them. They like to hear sounds. They were kind of like devious. They would just play pranks and stuff, like I think to get attention. When I did your interview, one of the first things she told me about is hearing young kids playing 
and them chasing literally all around the house and into the neighbor trying to find these kids. My son was crying that nobody would play hide and go seek with him. And all of a sudden, we hear these giggling children. We can't find them. That went on for about an hour, and we just went from yard to yard chasing voices. Well, the thin man that I ran into has issues with women and likes to intimidate and control them. He says, oh, so you're here to talk to me, are you? Maybe he was the owner at some point. Bad things happened. He's tyrannical. He was a power-hungry little man. He wouldn't deal with me because I won't tolerate that behavior. The women in the home affected mm -hmm. far more, mm -hmm. far more than the men. In my studio area, I feel very panicked and sick and start shaking and flushing. It's, it's extreme. I don't ever even cross the door. You mentioned about a story of a hanging sheriff yes. that lived here, uh, that used to hang people from the back porch or something, right? What? So yeah. The legend says that the sheriff lived here, and he was, he was a racist, and he hung black men outside the kitchen window on that side of the house. All right, so let me try to clear things up with that. With every legend and rumor, there's a little bit of truth. Uh, this guy's name was Joe Ben Jenkins. Um, lived in this house for about 23 years. Uh, he was the police chief here. Right. Um, in September of 1930, um, he heard two men in a car, two black men in a car outside of the house here. They were drinking. He goes out in his uh, night clothes with his gun to confront them. One of the black men in that car named John Willie Clark wind up shooting and killing the chief right in front of the house here. The guy, John Willie Clark, he was apprehended a few days later on. He was actually busted out of jail by an angry mob and lynched not far from, uh, you know, here. In any investigation, putting a face to those involved is crucial. For Amy, that means working with a sketch artist. Her sketch has been kept in a sealed envelope until now, and the homeowners and I are about to see it for the first time. Amy, after the walk, who did your sketch? The thin man. I have a photo of the police chief. So I want you guys to take a look at it. That's Joe Ben Jenkins. Makes a little sense. Why? Just the stature. The figure that I see is always in black like this, and the hat and everything. All right, I want to take a look at the sketch. Take a look at this.
That's amazing. And eerie. I'm, I'm convinced. Yep, I'm convinced. You know? The thin man in the sketch made life miserable for women, especially the sad lady I encountered upstairs. One of the people that I came into contact with was this sad woman. And I kind of got that there was a relationship between him and her. She felt like she was enslaved by him. And she didn't like to be intimate with him. Um, it was disgusting and repulsive for her. She wanted to get out of the situation that she was in. She just hated him. And she felt like there was no way out. So that's probably our crying that we hear at night. Oh, okay. We hear the crying woman. Story goes that the reason John Willie Clark was out in front of this house is because his wife was having relations with the police chief, and she did not want to have relations with him. It wasn't consensual. Oh, how awful. Now, some of the rumors about the sheriff can't be tied to any hard evidence, but it's clear that he and John Willie Clark did not see eye to eye. Cynthia, you got to do me a favor. I need you to tell Amy exactly what's going on upstairs when you're getting touched. I'll just be, you know, laying there trying to go to sleep. And anything that's exposed, it's a very light touch, but it's almost like somebody's just admiring me or just kind of hanging out and watching me sleep. Who's doing that? I think it's the, um, the entity that can steal things um, because he can physically interact with his environment. You said he likes to collect things. Is he trying to collect her? He may want to. I, I don't think he has enough power to do that. Right. Um, but I think that it needs to stop regardless um, because it's inappropriate, period. There's another entity here who is a sweetheart and thinks that that entity is a monster. He's big. He's like over six feet tall. He's a big stocky guy, but he like really took care of everything here. Also, the big guy, the caretaker does not like the kleptomaniac. They have issues with each other. They cannot be in the same room together. He's a good thing. He's a good thing. Right. He's, He's a very good thing. Okay. A very good presence. I've actually had a dream, and a rather large man sat down at the table with me and was talking to me and telling me that everything's okay and that he's here for us. Well, it's, it's some good news. Amy, you did a second sketch also, so I'm going to give you the honors and tell us who do we think this is. This is the caretaker that I saw. Can't forget those eyes. It's the guy that I had coffee with. And what do you think about this whole thing? I just can't believe it. Everything that she's heard, everything that she's seen, you know, is coming to light. And, and you're and, not crazy. Yeah, that we're not crazy.
Guys, you've seen and heard the results of our investigation. And the most pressing and important question is, are you safe to stay here? Is it for you and your children? And if it's worth investing in buying the house? That answer I can't give you. She's going to give it to you. These are all entities you can deal with. There are a few people that need to be dealt with here. The sad woman, I would recommend doing a basic cleansing, which is just going through the entire house using sage and salt because a tiny little fragment of her personality is still here. And that's something that is rather easy to remove. The children, with all of the cleansing, they too will decide to just leave. Um, the thin man, I really believe he will leave as soon as he understands he has no power here. Just tell him to bug off and eventually he's going to leave. Who exactly is in that back room causing my issues? It's the just, entity who steals things. I can just tell him to go away? I would ask Big J to come in there with you. Big J, that's actually the caretaker. Like, you can say, I'm going into this room. I want you here with me. You know, he's, like, here for you guys. That will take a toll on this entity, and it will leave. None of my research uncovered a caretaker. But if he's protecting Cynthia and Ben, it really doesn't matter. Now you have a roadmap on what to do, thanks to her. Definitely. And your dream house doesn't have to be your nightmare house. Right. Anymore, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. This is a tremendous weight Good. to know that at least I'm not going to be harmed, and I can stand up to him, and I have this nice bouncer behind me mm -hmm. to, to help me out. It's really helped a lot, so yeah. I, it's, it's awesome. I understand Cynthia and Ben's fears. When you've had this many encounters, it's terrifying. But as long as they stay strong and follow the advice I've given them, they should be able to live happily in their dream home. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.